Go ahead and start us off, Gabe. Welcome back, people, to Trash Chan Podcast, the trashiest Chan that you can ever podcast. I don't know. I try. The trashiest (laughs) Chan that has ever podcast. That makes sense. Right, because Chan, yeah, what's the what's the suffix Chan st- or pre? Yeah, suffix, suffix. It's Chan, for what is little it? kids and girls? Is that what it's for? Yeah, shit. It's for little kids and girls. That's fair. So we're not creepy at all. And that is a little creepy. Now that <laughs> I understand that 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 <laughs> Japanese. Did you not honorific. understand what that was before? I just don't. I usually don't think about the honestly. Um. So when it comes to me. And Japanese honorifics when it comes to anime, they just go right through me. I, I don't hear them. I don't understand them. Uh, well, I understand Man. them. I shouldn't say that. If you're to be like, what's Oni-chan? Well, that means brother or older brother. Or actually, no, Oni-chan is younger brother specifically. Oni-chan Oni, is... Oni-san would be older brother. So uh, Technically, younger brother is Otomo. Otomo, Ototo? whatever. I don't know. Oh, my yeah. God. Now I've oh, forgotten yeah. everything. Exactly, right? Um, the reason why is because good subtitles don't have the Japanese honorifics <laughs> and the bad subtitles do because they don't mean anything to us. Um, and people who are like, but my Japanese culture, stop being such a goddamn weeaboo, plain and simple. Being an otaku. You know, that's, that's fair. Being that's an fair. otaku does not make you a well-rounded person. Uh, now Gabe, let us proceed to talk about anime for the next hour and a half. Let's do it. Uh, before we do that, I have a correction to make from our last podcast. Sure. Where my friend passionately pointed out that Tokyo Ghoul Re does, in fact, follow Tokyo Ghoul. It is just farther in the future. Um, he doesn't remember exactly how far, but he is correct. It is not an adjacent timeline. And so I apologize to all the Tokyo Ghoul fans for letting you down. All eight of you, because Tokyo Ghoul's not a popular series. Except it probably is. It probably is. You know what's funny is, even though we need to talk about anime for yeah. the next hour and a half, I have three bullet points in my notes that are talking about baby metal ah. and League of Legends other, World Champions. Other subcultures that have Venn diagrams with ours. Please proceed. All right. Uh, in the news of music and anime and Japanese and all things weeaboo, uh, Yui Metal has announced that she is leaving right. Baby Metal. I think we have to we have to really set this up uh, from the top because I don't think anybody knows. Okay, I shouldn't say that. There's an even smaller Venn diagram of people that enjoy Jap- Japanese anime, uh, Japanese culture, and metal. Uh, very small Venn diagram of all of those. So for those at home who don't know, to save you the Google search while you're driving because that's unsafe. Baby metal is a what people like to call kawaii metal, which is a bunch of cute anime girls singing death metal. And I thoroughly enjoy this band, but I think kawaii metal as a definition is a little disingenuous, uh, and it should really just be called pop metal. But that's just me. That's just me and my opinions. That's all. Hey, I mean, they were part of the death metal festival that happens in, like, northern Europe. Oh, boy. And they met all the famous bands, and they, like got a lot of praise from old oh, old school rockers oh so boy oh boy hey it's i'm just saying like they have been accepted could, by the metal it's community not like anybody could spend money on that so as we as we talk about that w- w- what i'm wondering is other than our insatiable need to have like parasocial relationships with uh celebrity pop stars yui metal leaving baby metal what does what does that mean in the grander scheme of things what does that mean in the canon that is 
like the eight Japanese metal bands that exist. I don't even know if there's that many. I don't know about their underground scene, but I, I, we won't go into it. Uh, Baby Metal is known for having three solid Kawhi members. Sure. They, <laughs> I just I feel weird saying yeah, that. Yeah, dude, you Maybe should. Just you should feel weird saying that because okay, good, none of it's good, real. Because I feel weird saying it. <laughs> but they have three members. One that is the the lead singer, and then you have two that usually look and dress about the same. Sure. Like, maybe that's me being a little racist, but oh, the hairstyles are usually what sets them apart. Okay. <laughs> and so, one's very, one's taller, the other, like, the same two height. So, Yui Metal has been sick the entire uh, world tour that they've been having, going through America and a few other parts of the world, I believe. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was sick, and everyone was waiting for her to come back. And all of a sudden on the 19th, actually, it was yesterday, yesterday morning, she announced that she was leaving and possibly starting a solo career, Mm. which happens a lot because Yui Metal was a, like a startup band in itself out of, uh, KB48? Was it KB48? No idea. There's like a really big pop, um, like idol pop group in Japan that has like 120 members. Oh, that's crazy. And one of their one of the like small groups that formed from their their younger member groups was Yui uh, was uh, Baby Metal, and it got really big really fast. And so they've been known for the last probably oh god I don't even remember how many years now, but they've been big for quite a while, and they're a huge hit with fans all over the globe. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's really sad to see one of their members leave because it just happens in the music industry as you grow up and everything. Sure. But now Baby Metal has to kind of redefine their image. They have to stick with the same awesome music and find a way to make it work between two and no longer the the trio that it once was. So all of our hearts are shattered. Yeah. It's like the Powerpuff Girls without one of them. I guess so. Um, The the, uh, idol group that you are looking for is AKB48. Which, as of December, as of December 2015, has 130 members. That's crazy. Uh, that's actually crazy. <laughs> no, so the idea behind it is ingenious because the idea behind AKB48 mm. is that they could be everywhere and anywhere at all times. Yeah. So they could put on a show, they could do interviews, they could travel, they could be in the recording studio, they could do whatever. And they're all part of the same overall unit. Sure. So they could be anywhere at any time. The uh, interesting highest selling single, Teacher Teacher, sold over 3 million in 2018. Hot damn! 2018's not even over yet. Still got a couple of months. That's interesting. All right. And as much as I was giving you gar- uh, shit for uh, for caring about the personal lives of idol stars, uh, I really enjoy baby metal. Uh, that's my that's part of my work. It's part of my workout playlist, as is, as is most yes. me- metal. Uh, my personal favorite metal is epic, powerful, uh, epic power fantasy metal, which includes bands like Twilight Force and Glory Hammer. Those are the two probably most popular. You can probably say Alestorm is in there, but they're more like pirate metal um, because they're mainly pirates. Glory Hammer, you would like Glory Hammer because it's Warhammer 40k but metal. Um, that sounds and, so and Twilight Force, cool. yeah, Twilight Force is like literally just like epic fantasy, uh, but sung throughout an album. 
Uh, they're both, they're all really good. Highly, 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 highly recommend them. And also a little bit of hyperphonia, uh, which is the podcast network that we're all a part of. Uh, shout outs to Jay with his uh, podcast, The Taverns Bard. Um, he, in his like first set of interviews, not his very first one, but I think his third interview is with the band Alestorm. Um, and he was originally supposed to actually have a backstage interview with Glory Hammer. If I remember correctly, maybe it was a different band that night, but Glory Hammer would have been there. Uh, but they ended up like all of them just like universally like canceled like their backstage like passes for whatever reason. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there's anything deeper going on. or Maybe they just canceled the, the VIP stuff. So, yeah, go and check out uh, Jay the Tavern's Bard, the most successful podcast on this network, because there's only two of them and we're on episode six. So, yeah, man, uh, I... Have I have do I do I have anything outside of the world of anime? Not really. I I was gonna say we do have a another plug for Hyperphonia that we need to we put do? in. We do. What other show? There's no other show. We have social media. Oh, well, now. I figured we would get to that after you talking about whatever you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I mean that's because everything else can be either saved to the that's end, fair. but that's like that's that's kind of I've done everything outside of anime, really. Yeah, all right, cool, cool, That cool. I wanted to do. Yeah, folks, uh, we finally have uh, on an Instagram and a Twitter. Uh, I figured that most others were kind of unnecessary. Uh, I think me, me and Gabe talked about having, like, a like a joint MAL account, but I don't know. I don't know how much that really matters. Um, so, yeah, you can follow us on there. All of it is TrashChanPod at G. Uh, so TrashChanPod is the instagram and it is the twitter and then trashchanpod at gmail.com is where you can email us uh so if you guys want to send us like more personal questions about like anime or about our lives or whatever you want to do you can just send it there all of that's going to be in the show notes and also in celebration of us having our new social media we're going to be doing shout outs for the first 10 people to follow us on each so the first 10 on twitter and the first 10 on instagram Obviously, that doesn't include ourselves. Gabe, you better have followed your own podcast's uh, social media accounts. I already do. I already do. Uh, So that's going to be a thing. And also, if you guys ever, like, tweet with the hashtag TrashChanPod, we'll include it. uh, Like, it's like mainly questions. We'll be taking questions to kind of open up the podcast about that. Um, So you do just tweet hashtag TrashChanPod. We record on Mondays. So if you do it before Monday, uh, and we'll take the best one, that's a question. And we shall answer it for you guys, because frankly, me and Gabe are sick and tired of doing cold openings, and I don't have the kind of money to fork out to get an intro theme. So (laughs) that's that. Uh, So that's just the main thing, just like some podcast development stuff. Uh, So follow us on there. It really helps. Uh, Another thing that really helps now that we actually have the real ball rolling um, is if you go to iTunes and you give us a five-star rating, uh, we'll also read those. I know this is a surprise to Gabe because I forgot to mention that we were going to do that, Uh, but we'll be doing that. We'll be reading all the five-star reviews that we get on iTunes uh, because, again, it just helps us grow. And if you also want to help us grow, just, like, make sure to tell people about us, preferably strangers, because... That's how we grow as a society. You guys can't tell your most like interconnected group. You need to tell total strangers so that way we get the most possible outrage. We're reading reviews on here. Oh, yeah, no, it's cool. All I right. can read the reviews. Time to turn on my voice no, changer. That's fine. Um, you have a voice changer? Oh, no. Nope. Well, that was just you. That, that was, didn't yeah, work. That was just you. I'm actually thinking about getting like yeah. an actual one that can do auto tune and a bunch of other funny voices, but that's for a separate podcast that I've been studying. Is it because you want to make sure that 
you wouldn't get the lettuce if you knew it yeah, wouldn't yeah, fit. Yeah, actually, that is that is like a deep part of it. That is a part of it that I'm like, man, I'd love to do <laughs> Kanye style rants on this podcast. Uh, again, deep reference. Um, go watch Bo Burnham's uh, "Make Happy," and mainly just watch the last ten minutes. So yeah, it'll be a thing in the future. That'll be all, all, all the good stuff we have to set up. You know, it's a brand and all that bullshit. Uh, but frankly. I just want to talk to you guys, the listeners, and this is the best way to do so because I don't think Gabe and I have great opinions on anime and we need to get corrected uh, at times, or at least I have great opinions about anime because I think about it thoroughly before I voice them. Gabe, on the other hand, is like, oh, Grace Mayer's cool because it's got the robot. Any objections? Any objections to that flawless, just that flawless interpretation of Gabe's like anime uh, tastes? <laughs> you gotta attack me like I, that, man, dude. I'm feeling hostile. It's not even. It's not even a sensitive subject. It's just true. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like calling someone out on their toupee. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> Uh, dude, hey, man, listen, I got a receding hairline going on. I'm going to need a toupee sooner rather than later. Is that why you've been growing your hair huh? out? No, actually, I've been growing my hair out because I'm too lazy to go get it cut. Um, I meant to go do that today, but I just kind of ran out of time. I cut pumpkins. Yeah, I, that's I fair. I cut up pumpkins with my girlfriend. We, uh, we, uh, <laughs> we made funny faces on them. That could go up on the Instagram. Maybe I'll do that. I was thinking for for yeah, Instagram posts. I think I'm just going to include like, uh, just like not screenshots, but just like stills from uh from animes that we're like talking about on that episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe if there happens to be like a really good clip, I'll just like export that as a video type deal, and then put that on the Instagram yeah. account too. Um, I don't think I hope I can post to the web by web soon for Instagram, because that'll help. But I digress. Uh, unfortunately, since we're recording early, uh, I wasn't able to catch up with the amount of animes that I wanted to. That is, I didn't catch up with any new anime to discuss with you this week. That's disappointing, it is disappointing. in every sense of the uh, word. No, I do. I feel awful. Because I caught up. I watched episode three of Zombieland twice. I don't know why I keep rewatching Zombieland. But like, why are you proud about that? Because it's so That's good. That's fair. I should really it's watch so, it. Did you, did, you see my, did you see my most recent tweet with uh, from Stella Chu? No, not at all. It was just funny because she, she apparently, uh, Stella Chu, the, the world-class cosplayer for people who yeah. don't know, uh, apparently wasn't aware that there is a zombie idol music anime thing going on and she tweeted like dot 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 zombie idol girls question mark and so i responded with the best anime of fall 2018 is a caption caption this type deal yeah that's fair all right i will i will watch it i i really want to here's my issue here here's the dealio about most of my anime watching, especially this past week. The issue is that this past week, my anime watching has changed drastically. And is that I watch my anime at the gym, which uh, puts a, a, a hard stop on a lot of shows that, uh, that you can watch. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with watching anime in public. I wouldn't even say that there's anything wrong with watching 
<laughs> Gabe's giving me a face. <laughs> no, I'm getting really close uh-huh. to the mic because I want you to watch High School DXD no, exactly. on your treadmill and right, see how like, that exactly. turns out. There is a number of anime that I should not watch. Um, and, and so, well, so this is, this is like, all right, I want to just, I want to break this down top to bottom. This is my reasoning and this is why it works out perfectly, except for the times that it doesn't. And it's insane when this doesn't work, uh, because I hate people. So I want to stop, stop to bottom. A, I want to get in better shape. Most of this, my free time is in the evening. So I go in the evening. That was when I watched a bunch of anime. So I can still watch anime. There, I think there are still plenty of shows, right? I'm, I'm catching up on Part 4 JoJo uh, because, you know, Part 5 is out. So I want to watch through Part 4 JoJo. Uh, JoJo is not really like a like a untasteful anime, right? It's not uncouth. No, I wouldn't you know? say so. It's, it's very stylized, right? So it, it probably definitely catches people's eye if, if they see it because there's a lot of vivid colors. And also there's a lot of, not rapid, but there are a lot of sudden... And um, strong is strong the right word like uh, color palette swaps. That's like a big thing in anime or not in anime. Well, in anime, yeah, yeah. but also mainly in JoJo is that like they'll completely like change the colors around, which is really cool. Part four, especially so. So like I'm watching. So like I can watch, uh, you know, I can't watch Goblin Slayer. That's for sure. That's out of que- out of the question. Well, you can't watch the first episode. That's fair. But I, I don't want to be at risk of any other episodes having that in it. You know, um, I didn't even watch. Yeah. I didn't, even, yeah, I didn't even watch the first season of Overlord uh, going to the gym because a lot of it, like, there was a lot of sexually fueled scenes, right? So I didn't watch that. This is mainly what it is. Again, this is America. Blood and guts, totally fine. Nobody gives a shit about that. Especially if it's just like red coloring all over the place, like they had a, like a like a special showing of Carrie uh, at the gym. Do you, are you familiar with that Stephen King movie at all? Yeah, right. So there's like a scene where a girl gets pig blood dumped on her, amongst other very kind of strange and frightening scenes. Um, it, but anime, you know, it has a. And maybe this is just self-perceived. Maybe I'm just projecting that the world doesn't like it when people watch anime. When in reality, uh, Freud would say, I'm just the one that doesn't like watching anime. <laughs> uh, so so I, I go late at night so I can avoid the particular thing of going on the treadmill for about an hour. And somebody walking up next to me while I'm on the treadmill and like watching anime. It's been working. It worked flawlessly all week. Not a single person because there's like two or three rows of treadmills and most of them are empty because it's fucking 10 o'clock at night. Uh, People who go to the gym at 10 o'clock at night, I think they're inherently sad. Um, (laughs) Damn. Okay. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. (sighs) Right. Uh, So I go and I go that late because I I just specifically, I just don't want to be around other people, right? I want to go to a public gym so I can work out alone. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) I understand that that is a dichotomous statement there, uh, but that's why I go so late. Okay, and, and, and it's fine that there are other people there. I go so late because there is like an entire row of treadmills open, except for Friday night when I go. And again, oh, this fucking guy going to the gym at eight o'clock on a Friday. <laughs> Fuck him, right? So I, I go to the gym and I'm watching JoJo and I'm in the back. 
I'm in the back of the treadmills because like, you know, I, I don't want to like <laughs> assault people with my anime watching that are behind me. <laughs> and I'm and I'm at the end and there's a whole row. There's a whole row and a half game of nobody. No one's using a treadmill. And twice during my hour-long session on the treadmill, somebody goes right next to me, and I can see them glancing over to look at what I'm watching. Oh, God, dude. Do you need those things that um, horses have in New York where they just, like, blocks the the peripherals? So I should, like, put them on, on the other person? No, no, you need to wear it so, like, you, so you don't get self-conscious when someone yeah. looks over. Oh, my God. Um, there's actually See, a, see Dale, you can't, you can't be isolated and self-conscious. No, no, no. That's exactly that's like exactly the problem. I realize, like, the wide amount of issues with this. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just trying to minimize those issues. And I'm minimizing those issues by, like, going super late at night so there's not as many people there. And... and and I, I don't know, Gabe, you don't really like the treadmills because uh, you think I you're hate your treadmills. Yeah. I hate treadmills, like but it. also they hurt my knees. So oh, that's I, like, I swim like mostly cardio. <laughs> I, I bike or swim for, uh, for sure. my cardio. That totally fair. I've actually or I lift light bike, weights but... faster. Okay. Let's just, okay. Let, let's, we'll just swap it. Quick swap bicycles instead. Right. If you walk up and you see that there are like three rows of like, we'll just say for number's sake, like 25 treadmills. All right. There's three rows of like 25 treadmills. And you see like one row has like a couple of people on it. There's two rows that are totally empty. Do, is your mindset to be like, I'm going to stand right next to this person and and get my workout on or would you go like i'm gonna go to this completely empty row and then just be here as a guy i follow the urinal rule wherever i go so even if i pick the same row as the only other person there has to be a space between us yeah okay you know what i and and you say that and i did actually think about that uh maybe i should i should ask i should okay listeners tweet at us Especially if you're female. I don't think there's any women listening to this podcast, but, you know. Maybe. So, who knows? Who knows? Uh, so, if you... Right, because that is, that is like an ingrained rule in, like, our male culture. Is that you all The stereotypical male one, culture. There's one space between you and another person. Uh, whether or not that's because we're, like, uncomfortable with our sexuality or maybe like no we just don't want to see flopping to... in the peripherals we no, don't want to well, see that shaky shaky at the end we don't need <laughs> well, that that's, that's we don't need I to mean, feel right? self-conscious about ourselves because this guy who's a foot <laughs> shorter than us is also six inches <laughs> longer like we don't need that <laughs> totally fair totally fair and the and the people on the treadmill that because again it was like i started and I was on there for about 55 minutes because I watched two episodes of, of anime. So those are, run, those are roughly, we'll say, we'll call it 23 minutes of runtime. So then that means there. Well, actually, let's go ahead and cut out the ending because I don't watch the ending typically. So we'll call it 22 minutes. Right. So that's not right. Well, yeah, I'm on there for about 22 minutes. So that would be like 44 minutes. But then there's like this like initial time and yada, yada, yada. I'm on there for about 50 minutes. 
Uh, maybe I should. Anyways, during that 50 minute session, sorry, I'm like overthinking this. Uh, yeah, during that 50 minute session, like two like pairs of women were the one that stood next to me that got on the treadmill next to me. So I'm like, and, and again, like I know they're glancing over it. Now I don't actually honestly believe that they're glancing over to be like, what, what the fuck? This guy's watching anime. What a fucking dweeb. He obviously has no life. That's why he's at the gym so late at night. Um, I don't believe that that is what they're doing. You are really pessimistic about <laughs> nightly gym sessions. Dude. Like, dude, I no, I think you, you need to seek some help. I'll go work out with you <laughs> during a slightly earlier time to make you feel better. No, it's okay. I'm just self-deprecating humor. Um, so so I, I don't actually believe that. They're just glancing over because there's something going on on my phone, right? Yeah. It, it's something we do. Like, I do it too. When somebody... When a guy has to like, when somebody's on the treadmill next to me and I see them messing around with their phone, I will just look, and and I don't mean to, I don't mean to like invade that kind of privacy, but you do, and so it's fine that they're doing it. I'm just trying to take steps to avoid people doing it to me and me doing it to other people. And it's not like I haven't seen other guys like watching anime at the gym. There's other people that watch it. So yeah. again, these are just my internal conflicts. About going to the gym. I'm Maybe sure really they are shared deeper... by many. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's probably a deeper reason why I'm having these issues. But as of right now, <laughs> surface level, I just don't want people next to me interrupting my anime time. That's all. Is that too much to ask? Is that too much to ask for in a nearly completely empty gym? I get a little personal space. <laughs> just, I'm sorry. I can't get over the part where you, you go to a big public gym so you can work out alone because yeah. like you know we don't have like a bench set here well we do actually in fact i don't need to go to the gym there's no reason for me to go to the gym spoiler <laughs> alert dale has a really nice house <laughs> well yes but it's not about that we are the peasants I... in comparison <laughs> okay okay now um well it's the fact that we have like the free weights here and there's a nice park next to my house that I can run in. And, like, yeah. I don't have to worry about getting mauled or anything like that because, like, there's no... No, because you're there. a white male. Because I'm a white male. Um, so... With a beard. You scare women off. Dude. <laughs> oh, no. That was intense. Obviously, I apologize. I Obviously, I don't because two pairs of them just plop down right next to me. Even though, like, so, like, I'm... Let's just say, visually, I'm in the middle and they plop down to my right. There are still, like, four empty treadmills farther down from them. And there's, like, eight treadmills to my left. Why do you keep saying meals? I don't know. Weird act, like, weird phonics, You I said treadmills. I do. No, I do do that. Hmm. Treadmill. If we were in a car, I would want to jump out. That's fair. That's weird. I don't know. I, I just, I do say that. You get what I mean, though. <laughs> Right. Stop detracting from my from my argument, okay? We have been talking about you on the treadmill for 28 minutes now. <laughs> no, the whole podcast has been going on for 28 minutes. So, yeah. I just want you to know where we're at right now. Yeah, this. that's fair. No, that's, but that's actually, chill. Actually, it, it brought up a, an interesting question for me, which is, <clears throat> stereotypically, the people yeah. that watch anime, like, watch anime and hibernate in their rooms and are antisocial. 
yeah. or all these things, except for the, except for what we see a lot of like cosplayers that are inspired by mm-hmm. a lot of animes mm-hmm. to work out to, to try to fit the mold of the character. Yeah, I was, I was wondering about your thoughts on that, seeing as how we haven't caught up on animes. We at the very least we can talk about the anime culture. Okay, so anime, anime culture in general. All right, you make an excellent point. The anime stereotype is is that a lot of people who are the more hardcore fans of anime um, are very antisocial. Uh, they're in the room a lot. I think that's. I, I don't think like it's not about like the anime. Like anime does not make you a um, to use a anime term. Oh, but I I forgot it now as I was about to say it. Uh, Akikamore. Um, you're not familiar with that? I'm it's, unaware of this word. Uh, it's like being a neat, but even worse. So it's, you, you just stay in your room, and all you ever want to do is stay in your room, and you never go oh, outside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? No, and that's, that's with... like a whole generation thing now. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly, know what you're right? About. It's it's called being a millennial. So we... Uh, <laughs> um, when it comes to, like... I, I don't think... It's not about the people. Like, they're not watching anime and then, like, only watching anime, right? These are people that have only stayed in their room. And so all they're doing is like absorbing content, uh, like really, you know, just, just, just beaming into their face. And I think everybody, everybody has like a, 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 a need to fit into like a niche group, um, really just any group whatsoever. And so I think a lot of these pe- a lot of the time, people who are extremely antisocial, uh, who spend a lot of time on the internet, will just you'll just naturally find anime because in the US still it's gotten a little better but the best way to watch anime is online. Uh it's it's always been like that and it will still be like that for quite some time. Uh even even when you think about it now like the only good anime cable is Adult Swim and Tsunami. Yeah, right. Two Cartoon Network shows, you know. Uh there's like the rare show like Avatar, but again, like that's not when we when you say anime, I think everybody kind of inherently understands that you mean the greater amount of anime coming from Japan, uh, even though technically it's animated in Korea, whatever, and China, and sometimes, you know, and you get what I mean, right? Everybody yeah. means like the weird one with cat girls, uh, not like, <laughs> not the one with the dude with the blue arrow on his head. Uh, (laughs) why do you gotta gotta keep attacking me like this i don't know it's easy (laughs) um so so when people stay in their room and like most of their life is online like anime is premium online content uh because you either have to watch it on netflix you watch it on crunchyroll you watch like ripped from youtube or you just pirate it yourself Uh, obviously nowadays there's a lot more streaming services but for the sake of argument they're all still online right you got like high dive you got am well, not really Amazon Prime, but I rest my case. What's your opinion on cosplay? Well, uh, to to give a quick background, I love cosplay, and I actually just before we started this episode, I finally got a chance to see Adam Savage's, uh, my love letter to cosplay, his TED talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's online, and it was absolutely beautiful because it kind of it, it really encapsulates. If people haven't seen it, go check it out. It's on YouTube. Super easy to find. But cosplay for me has always been this idea that we grow up, we watch these movies, these shows, and we're either... We find ourselves connecting to a character, to a role, 
to a movie or to a style in some way that inspires us and makes us come back to the next movie, the next show, the next season. And we want to do justice by these things that inspire us and inspire others because that in itself is a community. It's not so much, oh, this this person looks like me. It's more, wow, that guy is incredible. That character is phenomenal. I love their confidence. I love the way they strut about. Like, I wish I could do that. I wish I could in- emulate that. And in a way, it's you dress up because you want to th- almost thank the character for what they've done at least that's what it is for me and that's what it is for so many people it's it's a sense of escapism but in a prideful mm, i'm losing the words i'm losing words uh it's it's a pride it's like just pride prideful like exercise i guess you could almost call it no it's <clears throat> it's not really an exercise because mm, i'm i'm really losing my words so i'll kind of i'll kind of back up Sure. From where I was, but there there is a community and a culture behind these movies and these shows that can't always be granted through online connections, mm. and you get this deeper feeling for these communities once you get to dress up and experience that that connection that the movie and the shows and those seasons bring to us. Uh, like the example he used was <clears throat> in Hayao Miyazaki's Spirited Away he did a cosplay where he did no face and he couldn't see anything. Like he could only see people's feet and hear their voices. And what he would do is much like in the movie, he had these gold chocolate coins. He'd like, he had a little sack behind him. And so after they would come over and he would like sheepishly, like he didn't speak. He, He really emulated the character, which is far and beyond what more, what most people do. But uh, he would take a picture with them and then he would reach his hand out and offer them like this gold chocolate coin the same way that no face would. He would make like the same noises, the mm-hmm. same gesture mm-hmm. and people would like lose their shit because it was so authentic and so real. And you could see the love and passion and time that he put into that the same love, time and passion that you've put into watching and, and studying and, and just enjoying what that movie, what the movie is and what those characters are. And then it got to a point where people would grab his hand and slam the the coin back in his hand. <laughs> and he was he he didn't understand what was going on. And then it happened again. And it happened a third time. And finally, when it happened a third time, he was like, I don't understand what's going on. So he kind of lifts his head back so he can see. And he sees someone walking away, almost like pretending to be upset. <laughs> you know, got their arms in the air yeah, and everything. Yeah. And that's when it clicked. And in the movie it is bad luck to take gold from no face sure sure and so people were taking and putting the gold back because they didn't want the bad luck and this is just something that you know inherently from watching the movie that is a shared experience that people have that they don't necessarily have to share together at the same time Mm -hmm. so there's this deep creativity this passion this love this just energy that kind of pours out of you for for this community that you never really get to meet until you get to cosplay and and go to a convention and interact with people that love the same thing you do. Um, That being said, that is for me, what, what I see is in cosplay. It's the reason I have a 99 level, uh, a level 99 woodcutting cape from RuneScape Mm. because I love RuneScape and seeing people come back 
and like talk to me about runescape and how they used to level this and their character was that and they all the kind of armors like it's it's an indescribable experience for me uh whereas i know there's a lot of other people that really do it because they themselves feel like they are missing something like they are quote-unquote malleable Mm. in a sense and they see gandalf and all his wisdom and they want to dress up and be them they love bakugo's energy and straightforwardness because they're very sheepish and shy and so they want to dress up like bakugo and then it pushes them to work out and be healthy because they want to they really want to do right by the character and build the muscles Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you know try to get the voice right and all these things and so i think there's a lot of good and just like this incredible underlying ideal i guess you could say that that is cosplay or cosplay stems from and that is sharing a connection that people don't have to necessarily be together to share mm. which is i think why so many people love conventions and then go back online because that's the only way to reach those connections that are so far away from you you know across the country or even just you know an hour away by car that you can't always get to um and then of course naturally we can you know, you can talk about how it's become more mainstream. So more people are involved. More people are involved, the more notoriety, which means there's more money. More money brings in some kind of crappy people and people doing things for the wrong reasons because they want to make more money, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which sucks, which is kind of where a lot of people talk about like elitist, quote unquote. Sure. And that's not, it's not completely true. It's because the some of the people that are quote-unquote elitist have gone to an extreme much like you can do anything politically to an extreme or religiously to an extreme Mm -hmm. but these people like more and more people have come in and they don't really care about the shows they don't care about the reasoning they don't care about the the hows and whys and who's of of it or the experiences they just watch it they're like oh that's so cool and then dress up and try to make money out of it and like belittle other people for not making something as good as theirs or shit talk because they themselves are insecure. And so they kind of have to like hide into even nicher and nicher groups to try to preserve that kind of feeling that they've had all these years. Cause it does feel like at, at some points it does feel like cosplay and, and the anime community is kind of getting pulled away by the mainstream money, which is unfortunate. I'm like, that's kind of how things go. Yeah. yeah <clears throat> I totally lost my voice. Just going to, yeah, it's all good. Uh, yeah, that's definitely something that inherently happens. Um, to get back to like the original thing of like how like you said it was kind of interesting uh, about how like there's there's like a, there's a serious dichotomy of like anime viewers that are incredibly antisocial, and then you have like cosplayers which are like ultra social. You could probably say. no, I wouldn't say that. Um, you wouldn't uh, say a so? lot of okay. the cosplayers I meet, and I'll say this just from experience, not because. I'm just like, I know it all. Listen, listen, we have ran scientific studies on the cosplaying community. You can believe us. Uh, (laughs) Ran the algorithms and it works out. No, um, no, we took, we took a poll with a scientific poll. It it all checks out. We'll be releasing our, uh, our findings, uh, December, uh, 2023. No, very specific. I like it. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't <laughs> say that most cosplayers are like super extra social. I would still say that I think the stereotype is the majority of people in the anime and cosplay community are um, kind of more to themselves than anything else. 
But once you get into costume, that's no longer you. It's no longer your hair color. That's no longer the way you walk. That's no longer the colors mm. you would wear. It's no longer the staff that you randomly hold at all times. And they, <laughs> they take time to practice that and feel comfortable in that and go out and show the world that they've created this thing. And so it's really Absolutely. easy for someone who is antisocial. I say antisocial, but I know that's not the full word. Some people are just shy. Um, <clears throat> sure. Well, I think antisocial kind of it, it encapsulates it. Nice encapsulates. Yeah. It. No. I mean, like, I am antisocial. I I am an introvert. I am uh, very extroverted, which is where yeah, I think no. that's why this works out. But anyways, um, probably the people will put on the cosplay, and once you go out there and you see that first person go, oh my god, it's so and so. Oh, that's so cool. Like, it's an instant boost to your confidence and ego. But also you're playing that character. And if it's like a little kid or a, or someone who's dressed the same, you guys can start talking and sharing. There's an It's a really easy entry into conversation, which a lot of people that are more introverted, I feel like have a harder time with just saying hello and off the cuff, shorthand talk and going into a conversation. But yeah, a lot of cosplayers I know aren't social. They're not extroverts. But once they put on the cosplay... It's a whole different ballgame. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely true. I, I remember when we went to Fanime uh, last year, there was like a, uh, some kid who dressed up as the main villain in um, part four JoJo. Yeah, part four. Yeah, part four JoJo. Um, he's a guy that's a serial killer and he chops off people's hands Ooh, and then pretends to have relationships this. with it. It's a good, is good. It's like the part of the reason why part four is so good is because of this villain. And so... I just noticed that he was like really, really awkward, but he obviously put a lot of time into the cosplay. He even had a fake hand that he would like slyly pull out and kind of like manipulate and do things with. Um, yeah, it's so cool. Part four has such a great opening scene of that where it, it seems like a normal kind of like, br- it's like, it's like the wife is cooking breakfast for the husband because she keeps showing this female hand like cooking breakfast. And then we, we zoom out to the final like breakfast setting and it's just a severed hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really cool. So I was just like, oh, I really want to make sure like this kid at least know that I appreciated it. Uh, but he was super awkward, incredibly awkward. It was very hard to talk to him uh, because I don't think he... I don't know. He's probably just not normal to getting a lot of like attention like that. So, but I'm sure your uh, compliments made his day. I hope so. That that's like the whole point, right? It's the whole point of reason why I take photos. It's, you know, I took a, I took over like a hundred photos at Fanime. I only uploaded like six. Yeah. There's a lot that I still should upload because they are good, but I'm lazy and I don't like editing photos. Uh, I was actually going to say so, I, had a, I had a similar experience, not with a, a hand, but uh, I took a picture with this uh, Pegasus yeah. uh, Yu-Gi-Oh player had the dual disc and everything and even had it autographed by the uh, the original Yu-Gi voice actor, which was really cool. Mm. And they had yeah. the, the Toontown card and like the actual card with them. And so they took a picture in like the same pose, the same poses, I should say, that Pegasus would. And then afterwards, completely in character, and this slipped my mind, they asked me if they, if there were any other duelist around or if anyone was dueling and i was like oh yeah yeah i hear there, there's the the Yu-Gi-Oh tournament going on across the street at like 4 30 and they go well if you find any duelist make sure you have this and slips a gold chip into my hand that they themselves cut out and painted like you could see they cut it out 
by hand and mm. painted it by hand. And it was the most, I was, oh my God, it blew me the fuck away. It was so, the attention to detail was impeccable and I loved it. And it's little moments like that that just are indescribable. It's just, they're amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's, yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, what is the greater, what is the greater narrative that we're trying to say is, is that when cool people get together and do cool things, it can be pretty cool. But when people stand next to you or right next to you, right next to you while you're at the gym trying to be alone, that is not a cool thing to do. Please stay away from other people. Remember, I say. remember, treadmills are not consent. Anime is not consent. <laughs> cosplay is not consent. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, dude. Right. That's another issue. I think that's just an issue with people. Like, I, I don't know. I think like I think like the anime community, you know, every community has assholes. I think just anime, though, gets kind of the raw end of the deal because a lot of these shows are real creepy. It's a lot of creepy ass anime shows out there. There there are. And I think that goes back to some of the it's not like there are some people that are just dicks, as you say, but some people who mm-hmm. fit into the, the stereotype more so than the rest. They're very isolated. They probably don't have a whole lot of social interaction or don't have a whole, have a whole lot of friends, possibly have some sort of kind of lonely backstory themselves who no one's really mm-hmm. taught them right from wrong socially. And so when they see a character, when they see a girl, because they're not used to interacting with people in their day-to-day lives, they take the wrong approach and make people feel really uncomfortable and just sometimes do the wrong thing. And that's not to say like, oh, we should forgive them. Like some people do it intentionally. Like fuck those people. They're, they're creeps and they're assholes. And they shouldn't be allowed at conventions, but yeah, some people yeah. legitimately are just don't know what to do in a social setting and maybe purely by accidents or just by shyness and awkwardness make other people feel really uncomfortable. Dude, that's, I think, a big thing, too, is that, like, you know, now I'm worried. Like, oh, man, did I come on too strongly to that cosplaying kid? And obviously, like, he's a guy, so... We don't exactly have to have that kind of weird sexual tension, assuming that both male parties are straight, obviously. But now, all of a sudden, if I was taking a picture of a girl and she was extremely awkward like that, I would feel even more uncomfortable because I'm like, oh, no, I am you know, stepping over the line in some way, shape or form. It's a big issue because people don't like to talk to each other. <laughs> they don't, which is weird because humans are really social creatures. I actually mm. found out recently, um, and this is just going into like a little random blurb that I'm going to do. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, humans have this, I finally realized that endorphins, the, the endorphin rush that we get from exercise or from any sort of physical activity, be, it's, it's a way for not only us to get more energy and to continue pushing through whatever physical activity we have, but it's also a pain suppressant. So when we're exercising, mm. we're tearing our muscle fibers, you know, so we can grow them back stronger. Endorphins block that. And that's kind of where we get, you know, our second wind and everything. But it, we do that so we can continue doing what we're supposed to be doing. And that stems back from the caveman days when in groups they had to go hunt. There was the hunters and the gatherers. And the hunters could go on for 40 miles a day, if not more, so they could hunt whatever prey that they needed to. And continue going and so that endorphin rush would keep them going and would keep them excited to come back the next day because we get 
we're very social creatures, but we're also very community oriented creatures in mm. the sense that we need, we, we can do a lot for ourselves, but no one's stronger than the people who can push past those limits for other people. That's an old, uh, that's like a Navy sail, a Navy seal thing. Hmm. Um, so I find that I think the reason the communities are so strong is because of that. There's like this rush of, of hormones and endorphins possibly, uh, that happens when you're in cosplay and you're at like conventions with all these other incredible people and incredible things that makes you willing to suffer through extreme heat, uncomfortable armor, or even just creepy people. So you can go back and see and experience all those awesome things with other awesome people is because you're willing to push past those. I don't know mm. if that's true, but it's just a little thought that popped into my head, you know, because I don't think about what I say. <laughs> I guess so. Right. Ah, man, where are we even going with this? Gabe, it's, it's 50 minutes in. And we haven't even talked about anime yet. What have you, what did, what do we, okay, okay, all right, all right. What we were originally going to do is two things. We were going to talk about Lost Song, an anime that just went underneath everybody's radar for good reason. And there is also the fact that there's finally a real season two to uh, Seven Deadly Sins. Did you watch either of those? I haven't watched anything. That's why I've been buying time. That's fair. That's fair. Are you done buying time? I feel like <laughs> I was like that was uh, that was a good conversation. It's these are issues that are common. Um, I think in pretty much any any kind of subculture. I've been taking sociology a lot, so I've I've been learning all about like society. We live in a society, uh, and um, and how you know just just what it means to be cult a culture exactly right. So like anime is a subculture. It uh, it might eventually turn into a pop culture, right? You know, we got rappers talking about Dragon Ball. I I think. I feel like I it's already it's, it's either already started or it has become like a pop culture. Right, exactly, right. So it's like it's already pop culture. So that's kind of cool. It's just like a subculture in pop culture, whatever. Uh is cool. It's really cool. And we really like it. You kind of talked about how like cosplayers will cosplay as an appreciation to the medium that they're enjoying. I mean, right, that's the same reason why we were making a podcast. You know, like I don't think any of us are walking into this thing going like we're going to change the anime scene as we know it, right? It's like not exactly the goal, I think. I mean, I don't know if anybody's changing the anime scene. I just enjoy fun and healthy conversations about a medium that we about media that we enjoy. Um obviously, I like to shit on it all the time. Uh but that's because I perceive honesty <laughs> honesty as cynicism. So that's why I complain about people standing next to me at the gym when I'm trying to watch JoJo Part 4, which is fucking fantastic, by the way. Uh, everybody know, should be watching JoJo. You know, you say that, you know, no one's changing the medium out there. But I yeah. got to shout out MAPPA, the the, the industry. MAPPA? No, they're not an industry. MAPPA, oh. MAPPA are the people behind Zombie Land Saga. They're oh, changing the game as we know it, and everyone oh, needs to watch this. Oh, jeez. Zombieland Sorry. Saga is changing the way we look at anime and <laughs> idols and ourselves. Studio the Mama. human the human condition, okay. sociology. All right. All right. Would you say that Zombieland All right, this is our new rating system. This is our new rating <clears throat> system for anime. Are you ready? All right, go for it. 
Is it safe for Jim or not safe for Jim? <laughs> that is your rating system, and it is safe for Jim. I think we're just going to have to uh, fundamentally disagree uh, about what studio is saving the face of anime, because obviously well, I, mean, I we know Trigger, Trigger. We know Trigger is saving the face <laughs> of anime, but Mappa is changing the it's game. It's changing the game? All right, that's yeah. fair. It's setting a new standard. Exactly. It's like yeah. how Yu-Gi-Oh! was a thing, and people enjoy it, but Magic changed the game for the better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy, anyway. oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> See, the, oh, re- the boy. reason I got into the whole culture thing is because yeah. I have shows that I've watched that you have not watched, and yeah. you have shows that you watch that I have no, not watched. I, exactly. Like, I'm not even I'm not even caught up on, on Goblin Slayer Episode 3, and apparently, like, crazy stuff happened in Goblin Slayer Episode 3. But you can't By crazy it. stuff, if you mean... If you mean badonkadonks, oh, then yes. Yeah. Um, they happened. I heard some characters with great writing uh, got introduced. There was a lot of plot in episode three. Actually, there, there was there was plenty of interesting uh, details added to the character. And you really mm-hmm. get to see... It's interesting because for me, like the, the character Goblin Slayer for me hasn't been all that interesting. Sure. Because he's he's one track, so to me he was really easy to to see and understand. And I was just like, okay, this is all I'm really gonna get from him. There's really not gonna be too much of a quote unquote development through his character through the story. And in episode three I got to see some pretty cool sides of him that I wasn't yeah. super expecting to see. I mean, like they were there. I just I guess like they they it, it kind of shined through sure, that sure. episode. Because, yeah, I, I really enjoyed sense. episode two. In fact, I, I have a lot of notes on episode two because it's it's really cool that, like, we, we see that side of Goblin Slayer. Of, gob, of what do we, what do we want to, it's hard to call him Goblin Slayer when that's the title of the show. I'm either, I'm not opposed you, to you calling him. You can call him, <laughs> watch episode opposed, three and you can find a nickname for him. Oh, is it just Slayer Coon? No. I want to call him Slayer Coon. <laughs> Can we call him Slayer Coon? No. No, like they have like a fancy like elf name. I don't care about the fancy elf name. They said it in episode two. Nobody the dwarf cares calls about him that. beard trimmer. I can't or beard cutter. <laughs> That's pretty good. I want to call him. Can we call him Slayer Chan? Yeah, let's call him Slayer Chan. All right, keep it on brand. All right, cool. So that's cool. I've watched a lot more of um uh, uh I got reinc- I no the. The time I got reincarnated as a slime. Ugh, God, that horrible, horrible title. Kind of a fun anime. Um, so yeah, Slime Chan. Slime Chan. Uh, actually, that her. Even though it's a guy that dies and gets reincarnated, I'm pretty sure the slime is technically a female. But what's gender? But just a social construct. Um, the 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 slime's name is Rumuru. Which is kind of a cool name, and uh, it just, just sounded to, like you started a motorcycle. I just yeah, basically. Uh, so, at risk of of spoiling more stuff, the actual kind of like, as of right now, three episodes in, the whole point of the show is is that this person gets reincarnated as a slime, and then they get to explore this magical world. They end up uh, getting this uh, ability called Predator, which again, like. 
culture lines uh while the character so the character i have to explain this so the character yep. dies and the 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 i assume isekai inside joke or trope is that he dies he dies a 30 year old version virgin so that's not even a trope that's, that's not even like that's a just trope. a like thing the, that's happening in japan right now absolutely right so so that's the whole so that's what happens and as he's very weird scene a little brutal uh as he is slowly bleeding out from getting stabbed by a mugger, he's saying all these things. And then there's like a weird voice that is kind of like, basically what, what, what kind of is happening is, is that he's going through like character select and he's choosing like a bunch of different traits and abilities that he wants, but he doesn't actually realize that's happening and the this disembodied robotic voice doesn't realize that he's just ranting about dying. So he talks about how, like, oh, my God, he feels so cold. He feels so warm. So then the voice gives him, like, heat and cold resistance. He's in a lot of pain. So, okay, he gives he gets a pain resistance so he won't feel pain anymore. He He's, like, sick. He, he hates that. He, like, he, he starts hating. It, it's, you're giving me a weird look. The audience is also raising their eyebrow. It's it kind of makes sense, and I'm not explaining it very well. But basically, no, no, it makes sense. I'm just yeah. confused. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like saying all these. He's complaining about all of this. He hates that he had like he's like, oh my god, this body is failing me. So it's like, okay, then I guess you don't have to have a body then. So we'll just we won't give you a body. So that's how he becomes a slime. Uh, he wishes that like oh he makes a joke. He's like oh man, well. You know, I died a 30-year-old virgin. That means I'm a wizard. If I made it to 40, then I would have been a sage. So he gets an ability called sage. Uh, so he can be more, like, he can be a sage now, right? The fuck is this anime? It's so weird. It is It is so bizarre. <laughs> and so then what he, the last thing he says was, is he's like, you know, like, the reason why I'm dying a virgin and I never had a girlfriend was because I was too meek and I was too shy around women. So if I ever got another... And this is nearly verbatim. I'm trying to to do the, the, the English subbing justice. But he says, you know, I was too meek around, around, around women. So if I ever get another chance, I'm going to be more brave and more aggressive when asking out girls. And so then the voice says, "Oh, you want you want to do that? You get you get the ability predator." Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so what the ability is is that he's able to eat anything as a slime, break it down to its most bare bones components and then um and then he's be able to he's able to like craft stuff with it in his body. So he eats a bunch of herbs and the voice is like, oh, these are used in making medicine. So he's like, oh, okay, I'll eat this entire field. And now he has this unlimited supply of medicine within his body because that's what the predator ability does. It's honestly really cool because whatever he eats, he'll get its abilities. And so he meets this dragon and the dragon is trapped inside a magical cage and they can't figure out how to get him out of there, and it would take too long for them to study it, and they both want to get out as soon as possible. So the slime just eats the entire cage and the dragon itself, and he gains, like, a whole bunch of power because of it. It's kind of cool, so. Like, it's it's super cool. I'm wondering if Predator is just, like, 
a slightly off I think so. I I think, like, obviously, like, there's something lost in translation there. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's a joke. Like, maybe that's, like, maybe that's the punchline, is that Predator is a ability in this different world to be able to eat things and gain data from them. But then, like, when you describe, I want to be more of a Predator to women, which just makes me feel gross saying that it's gotta be he said so, that with air quotes by the way air people. quotes air quotes for the listeners of the podcast that's only an audio medium anyways it's actually really fun and it's actually really cute obviously i i don't think there's any ill will with that but in america in the west that is really funny <laughs> and a little weird <laughs> I would have laughed and cringed at the same time, so yeah. I kind of want to watch it now to see how that it's, happens. It's um, I, I'd say it's almost worth it. It's kind of fun. Um, uh, you know, Isekai's got an Isekai, so like I'm already kind of getting bored of the show. Um, it's kind of it's kind of has the same uh, kind of like plot device as Overlord, where our no. main character like is just incredibly overpowered because he basically ate and absorbed a demigod. Um, But that doesn't mean that he has like this unlimited power, but he, what I think mainly happens is, is that it, he is just a slime and slimes in JRPGs and even Western RPGs. Slimes are like basic run of the mill. It's the first thing you fight and kill. So everything underestimates him. And so then that way, uh, he he kind of gets the upper hand is able to is able to kill whatever he fights, but I think they need to take more time to actually explain that because what it looks like is is that like oh we just have an overpowered character and that's it. Um, but I'm looking forward to it because the fight scenes look sick uh, so far. I'm really excited for the cosplays of this to come out because I know it's just going to be dudes. In underwear, painting themselves blue, kind of, and having uh, like a weird kind of slime teardrop thing for a helmet, <laughs> and being like, "I am slime," <laughs> and just eating everything. You see this in the opening, um, so it's not necessarily a spoiler. This is the only reason why I know is eventually the slime does gain a human esque form. Not even human esque; it's a human form, and it looks more like a girl. Uh, in the beginning, the guy is definitely, it's definitely a guy. Uh, but then when they get transferred to the other world, um, the voice actor change sounds more feminine and the, uh, character model of the slime is more feminine. But as of right now, that's the only information I got. Obviously this is a light novel because it's an isekai. Obviously it's a light novel. So if you want to know more, you can read it. Honestly, I could see myself after this, um, reading the light novel just cause it's humor. Like it's just funny. Um, yeah, but you won't. I won't. I never do. Well, the issue is, is that like, okay, like Goblin Slayer. In these six, oh, no, no, yeah. no, hold on. In the six episodes that we have done, you have talked about reading a manga or light novel at least because half I'm of talking them, about and none of them have been no, happening. No, no, no. I'm talking about currently airing shows, and all of them have disappointed me thus far. Got to remember that. Yeah, how's One Piece going? Yeah, well, okay, again. Exactly. Again, I'm watching JoJo Part Four, so. The ketchup, excuses. the ketchup anime is not a thing. Excuses. I should have never, never told you I was doing that. I should have <laughs> never done that. Again, the issue is that is One Piece on Netflix or is it on Hulu? It should be on Netflix, right? I think it's on Hulu. I haven't seen uh, it on Netflix. 
Oh wait, no, no. I have no I idea. I don't know. I'll let you. I'll let you figure that out. Yeah, I just want something. I want it to be passive, but I want to. Get, I don't want to get inundated with ads. That's why I don't use Hulu. Even though there's a lot of good shows on Hulu, like Preacher. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's that time I got reincarnated as a slime. It's great. Can I rant about Lost Song? Even though I just got done ranting, so you can you can talk about whatever you want. I want to talk about Lost Song because I'm never going to be able to talk you, about this anime ever again. So, so let let me, <laughs> let me set the scene here. Yeah, Dale and I went to go get lunch so we could talk about you know Trash Chan podcast and all this thing and catch up. During our conversation, during our meal couldn't control himself and just begged me to watch lost song on netflix but only up until a certain episode because apparently it's the most ridiculous in a bad sense so weird. show it's such a wild it's show. really well animated and the writing is a five-year-old who thought he had a stroke of something. genius but really just got hit in the head really hard like honestly and something. didn't know what he was doing so but Dale has uh, been God. so childishly giddy about this show. So I'm really interested to see what he says. All right. And let's turn to Dale. So this show came out in, uh, it first started airing in spring 2018. It's produced by ultra super pictures and mages studios, Duengo and Lydon films licensors. None. Genre, drama, fantasy. You're really not building this up. It's well. actually original. Well, I want to get I want to get all the cards on the table here. Um, the source is it's just an anime. So it just they decided to make this an anime and have it be an anime. It looks fantastic. I love all of the lighting in this. The animation is very good. Uh, I don't say that because every single female character has. A large chest. I promise. <laughs> uh, everything about this anime. You're saying looks the fantastic. plot is thick. And so, even then, like when we say it like that, it's just being more problematic. But you get the point. Um, how do I describe the plot of this of this song of this anime? Step by step, it is about how there are two people who can sing songs, and super ultra cool magic happens. And the first half of the anime is focused on Rin, which is a girl from a small village that loves to sing, uh, but is scared to because bad things tend to happen when she sings. But like, it's not actually because of her singing. Is this like she sings, and then so then like people. Anyways, it it doesn't matter. Let's forget I even said that. And then we have uh, Finnis, who is a person who sings and she's a super kawaii princess and she sings and magic happens so both of these people have these powers you're following thus far unfortunately okay so on finnis's side of the story there is a uh there's a war like the war there's a war going on in their kingdom and we're try finis is being used as a weapon because there's basically you only have four songs uh one of them is win- well no there's a lot more songs one of them gives like heals people one of them controls water one of them controls fire one of them controls the air and then the last one which is the song of mortality uh which we'll get into so if we're following finis 
while we're following Rin as she is just trying to get to the capital because her town got burnt to the ground by those evil army people. And Finnis is just trying to get through the war so that her true love, don't remember his name, basically just Prince Charming, uh, can be safe and they can finish the war and then those two are going to try to live happily ever after. I'm going to say about six episodes in. I'm pretty sure it's six episodes. I think it's literally right in the uh, middle. It's 12 episodes, maybe eight. It was it was eight when I saw. So you've watched No, this. no, no. I just saw the titles oh, okay. and all of them are oh. the song of this, the song of this. And yes, then like episode yes, yes. nine is the truth. And so I just yes, assume episode yeah. eight is where it clips hang. Yeah. So episode eight, Prince Charming ends up dying. And Finnis sings a song. It's the, the forbidden song. It's the forbidden jitsu. It's the opening the, of the ninth gate. Blah, 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 blah. She sings what is called the Song of Mortality, and it rains down asteroids onto the Earth and destroys, well, what is Earth, in quotes, and destroys everything. And you go, what the fuck? We just got eight episodes of world building, and now, you know, Rin and her whole cast of kooky characters who are trying to get to the capital and and make their way and and sing and and they just want to do the music stuff. They're all dead. What's going on? And then it jumps to Prince Charming, but now he's in the future. It's like a modern astronomy session of of people talking about about uh an issue uh they you see this they don't like hide this from you but on their planet there's a giant planet that they're orbiting uh basically think of it like it's happening on titan and they're constantly looking at jupiter and and i'm i'm not even joking i was gonna stop watching right there until it happened where prince charming is suddenly in modern times talking about how eventually uh, that planet is going to the two planets planets are going to collide because of their orbital paths, but it's not going to happen for another 600,000 years or something like that. And, and then in the next episode, they explain this. And this is where honestly, the anime takes a turn for the worse and already mediocre anime gets a lot worse. So as it turns out, Finnis the princess girl who sings her songs, which, by the way, throughout the entire previous eight episodes, it's set up that whenever she sings, uh, part of her, you know, she she slowly is dying from singing. Until she sings this big song of mortality, apparently she is now immortal. Don't know why that was had anything to do with it. But whatever. Whatever. So we, we move forward... And, um, and, and so it turns out she's immortal. So while the asteroids are hitting earth, she winds up in, or the planet, I'm just going to call it earth. She winds up in the bottom of the ocean. She wakes up on a beach and it's just like, uh, um, like indigenous people, right? Like very, very old, old, old human civilizations of, you know, huts and stuff like that. So she figures out she's immortal and then and then basically uh, she figures out that she's immortal and the world just repeats itself over and over and over and over again. 
and that during some point during the many cycles she constantly like dies so she starts she wakes up it's like an indigenous tribe it's very tribal and then somebody's like you're an evil witch because you're not aging hit her in the head with a hammer or a, or, or a club <laughs> just smack her with a club she goes out for what i assume is a hundred thousand years and now she's suddenly back in her time a renaissance time right or uh or dark age time whatever and and again somebody's like you're a witch killer bam hit her in the head with a club <laughs> set her on fire and then she gets to like modern times and and then the world just destroys itself because a volcano explodes, like Pompeii or or nuclear fallout or whatever. And this keeps happening over and over and over again. And and you're, you're like, wait, this was a fantasy. This was a fantasy anime before. What happened? Fucking whack-a-mole. Dude, and, and she and each each cycle she's trying to find her Prince Charming again to fall in love, but she realizes that uh they may look the same, but they're not the same people. Uh, and I and I want you to realize that that's like the actual tone of voice she uses. When before she was just like happy-go-lucky and kind of ditzy, now she's just like everything is garbage. Um, so she realizes that like even though they look exactly the same, they're not the same people. And the reason why she realizes it is that because she keeps meeting him when she is when that guy is already with something someone else. Like he he'll have like a family, he'll have a wife and two children, and then then she meets him and she and she's just like you didn't wait for me type stuff. And so what she realizes is is fuck everything i'm destroying i'm i'm blowing up the world it's gonna be a speck of dust by the time i'm done with it so during each cycle she's seeding humanity with this star song festival so and 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 nobody knows why they celebrate it it's always just been the way it is over and over and over again Six hundred thousand years later, uh, the the big old planet in the sky is close enough to actually collide with the with with their Earth now, and then it's discovered that the reason why she's such a sad person is that she gave up her song of healing, and when she gave up that song, the song gave birth to Rin. You know that girl that I mentioned at the start of this lengthy explanation? Yeah. And so Rin figures out that she just needs to give herself back to the princess and everything's fine. And that's the end of the anime. Wait, what? Wait, really? Yeah. No, and then it just kind of ends. <laughs> what the hell? Like, like, there's like this big military coup happenings. That all just gets solved. <laughs> the rest of the cast of character the rest of the characters just you know fight and win the evil people that's it that's the whole anime that's the anime and i'm like you know what that's a sick ass story that is fucking cool honest to god i dig that shit no no right the intention and the idea behind it is yeah. fantastic it just ends though everything everything they tell is you is that the kind first season doesn't matter Huh? Is yeah, that no, the it's fir- only one season. Oh my god! Yeah, it's god. only twelve episodes. That's it. It's just one complete story, um, and it like literally like like the last episode is, I don't even know. Like I just honestly I don't even know. There's literally like a whole half. There's like half of the cast doesn't even really matter. Like they're just there for actually eye candy. 
Like, they set it up like it's going to be this big, epic, like, adventure of Rin, the girl from a small town who just wants to sing, and her powers have song, and maybe she's going to pair up with Finnis so that they can sing and, 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 and make the world better. No. Rin just dies, and Finnis just kind of gets sad. But what's kind of cool is, is that they're showing you all of this at the same time. Um, so you, it's, it's a, it's a plot twist where you think Rin and you think Rin is going to meet Finnis, but they, they just don't like they don't because technically the Finnis that we're seeing is not the same Finnis that Rin is going to meet. So that's kind of interesting, right? Like I like that, that, that is, that is very interesting. The issue is, is that like nothing, nothing below that really matters that's already a low bar like it's really cool that like they give us this really cool misdirection of how this cast of characters it's not all actually happening during this cast of characters even though we see prince charming interact with finnis and interact with rin again it's just the whole the whole the whole thing is that like everything is cyclical everything just keeps happening over and over and over again so it's not technically the same prince charming um, so that was neat. And, um, it's like a slightly better and slightly worse version of the new Jumanji movie. Yeah, I guess, but not at literally all. not at all. Yeah. But like a little bit, but really not a little at all. bit. Right. Where it would just be, it would be so cool uh, if the writing was better. And so that's a Netflix original. I think. I'm probably not. It probably just the the rights just to on broadcast. There. Okay, because if if that is a if that is a Netflix original, it's it's a lot lower quality than I was expecting. Yeah, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a it's a in house Netflix film. Mm-hmm. Netflix has this wonderfully bad habit of just buying like the rights, not rights. What's the what's the word like the license the u.s the the the, the, yeah the english license to an anime Mm -hmm. and they call it um a netflix original big example of this would be um would be um the gambling anime of it's all a bunch of yeah it's like whatever it is or something like that something like that no weird show I don't want to talk about it. But no, I saw the first says, episode and it was bad. I didn't yeah, enjoy exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. I personally yeah, didn't so, enjoy it. If you enjoyed uh, it out there, don't hate me. Yeah. Uh, so or do. Feel they, free. <laughs> do whatever you want. So, so yeah. So, they, they, they just buy the license and then they say that it's theirs even though they had absolutely nothing in making it. So... It's one of those. Somebody made it. It got produced in... It got aired in Japan. Nobody really talked about it. Netflix bought it. And now I just want to give it its due, its due diligence of being a fucking weird anime that could have been really cool, could have really said something, but it, it didn't. If you are looking for an anime that the stories, it's not super innovative, but it's it's still a cool story. It's the uh, the Dragon Prince on Netflix. Hmm. It's another animated series. It is all animated in CG, so beware if you're not. A fan of that? Yeah, that CG does not look good to me. I actually enjoy it. I think the colors... I think the colors work. Honestly, I think mm-hmm. the characters work. Uh, then again, I'm also a fan of Ruby. And the the animation style, to me, is better than than in Ruby. And I bold. still enjoy Ruby. So. Bold words. They are bold words. I enjoy Ruby. 
and this one I think is is better animated, even though they're both CG. It's probably fair. But I mean, uh, granted, this one was made by a studio. The other one was made by Rooster Teeth, which is now considered a studio, but they're still like indie. While I wouldn't qualify Netflix as indie. No, that's true. That's fair. No, they're they're definitely much higher up than uh than those good old cockbites. <laughs> Jesus, Rooster um, Teeth is cockbite. You know? I know, Same I know, thing. I know. Um, but yeah, I I do recommend checking it out. I think it's actually a lot of fun because the main, one of the two main male characters, the stepson of the king, is voiced by Sokka from Avatar. Oh, nice. And overall, like the voice actors do a good job. The characters. Uh, are are well fleshed out and develop over time. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and the backstory, like it just kind of throws you into the backstory before like actually going into the episode. It's actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like I like it. I like the fact I, I've always been a big fan of like, oh man, this is going to sound bad. <laughs> I've always been a big fan of race wars oh, between no. humans and fantasy animals to oh, clarify. no. <laughs> someone's gonna someone's gonna like take that and clip it yeah it's pretty good. no it's pretty good. no it's just it's the the world was literally divided in half because humans were just this greedy virus who wanted to fight and dominate things and so they were separated from the rest of the magical world uh-huh. and like they created this giant lava stream between the western and eastern halves of this of this uh, continent, and to protect that, to protect the uh, the magical creatures from the humans, the giant thunder lord dragon like was there to protect them, and it's yeah. so fucking cool. Like it's it's a big ass dragon. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, and then and then you can get and then you can get into the story because it's actually pretty cool. And the uh, the night elves. The night elves are fucking badass. I also realize I've been cussing a lot, and I apologize. It might just be my time of night. But no, dude, it's all good. But yeah, dude, night elves—they have some really cool magic. But in a full moon, they turn invisible. Ooh, I do. I do love elf variants. It does it is neat? Like it is. It is really cool. Uh, but also. <laughs> I will say they really hyped up the night elves and then some shit like got turned around. Mm-hmm. Not sure what happened, but, but I was, I was a little sad. It was a little sad. <laughs> yeah. It's a bummer. Speaking of turnarounds in Invictus beat KT Rolster and G2 beat Royal never give up yesterday in giant upsets. Damn son. League of legends news. Yeah. Is this our League of Legends segment? I mean, segment? it can be. Right now, I actually have my phone on to my left, which is why you probably keep seeing me turn away from the screen. No, it's fine. Cloud9 is currently about to kick Afrika's ass, uh, and Afrika's is uh, one of the Korean teams. KT okay. Rolster was the first place Korean team because SKT T1 is not in Worlds this year. Neither Wait, is TSM. Faker isn't in there, or is Faker, Faker even part of? Faker's not in Worlds this year. SKT oh did not God. make it. TSM oh and SKT did not make Worlds this year. Damn, Invictus, son. a Chinese team, beat the first place Korean team. G2, one of the best uh, teams from EU, beat Royal Never Give Up, which were the first place, I want to say they were the first place Chinese team. Could be wrong on that. 
because mm-hmm. EDG is just real. Uh, I mean, Royal Never Give Up is just always really good. And so tonight we have a Freak of Freeze versus C9 and Fanatics versus uh, Edward Gaming. And C9 right now is is leading Gabe 1 with 14 kills to 3. They're doing really well. Go C9. <laughs> but that was just nice. like my little plug. I, I really enjoy esports. Yep. And I want to make this a segment. So, Dale, please, yeah, absolutely. please give I, me a segment. Yeah, no, this is this going to be Gabe's esport <clears throat> segment. Um, I wish I had more segments. You so, can have personal, personal treadmill time stories. I guess so. That's That's fine. I don't know. If I, <laughs> I don't know. You if I, so sad about that. I don't know if I need to talk about my gym habits more often. It was just this one thing that happened yesterday. So, honestly, if we were recorded on the usual day we record, I probably wouldn't even have brought it up. I would have forgot it by then. Are we wrapping up this show? Home C91. Boy? Woo! <laughs> I just had to. I had to do that. I had no, to shout fine. it from the rooftops. That's good. That's good. It's good. I want to get. I kind of want to get in more into esports. Um, I just. Just I want to play them. It's work. It's so much work. I'm already watching so much anime. Clearly not. Yeah. No, obviously I haven't been. All right, folks. If you want to yell at us on Twitter, you can yell at me, at Dale and his beard. Can you yell at Gabe, at Gabork? That's G-A-B-B-O-R-K. And then, of course, you can do the artist plug. I forgot to pull it up, so I didn't mess it up. <laughs> Good segue. You, go and if you love and if you love what we have for our art, you can go check out at Chicken Pineapple Art on Instagram. She is wonderful. She is a great cosplayer and artist, and a dear, dear friend of the pod. We thank her very much. Go check her out. Send her some love. I don't know for like, are we, are, is it her friendship? I don't want to. I don't want to mislabel that. I don't know I'm if just, she's. I'm saying with being I, friends I'm, with us. You know that's fair. That's fair. I'm. That's why I said of the pod. Oh, that's fair. Trash Chan as an idea is bigger than both of us, Dale. <laughs> that's fair. That's true. <laughs> that's so true. But on, on the, <laughs> if you don't wanna, if you don't wanna yell at us on uh, Twitter or Instagram, and you don't wanna give uh, Chicken Pineapple some love, which how dare you? <laughs> uh, you can feel free to yell at us via via at Trash Chan Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you guys follow us on there, like we said before, we will give you shout-outs. Uh, we're hoping to really reach out and start start something, start a community, uh, hopefully. And feel free to leave us comments, messages, rate us on iTunes. We will read those out to you, and we will take the hits as they come. Uh, hopefully, they're good. <laughs> hopefully, they're good hits. Please be, right. please be gentle to, to his ego. <sighs> I suppose so. Did you plug our so the pod socials? I'm kind of spaced. I I just did. You just did now. good. That was. I just wanted to double check. I hell hella spaced out. <laughs> it is it is so at Trash Chan Pod. Pod yeah. Trash for Twitter Chan and pod. Instagram. Uh, that's T R A S H C H A N P O D. And yeah. No spaces. No spaces. Put the Dale lead us out. Lead us out. I mean that's all we got. Listeners at home, oh. just know that we love you. We care about you. Gabe, say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>